Hallelujah. Peace and many blessings. We thank God for this morning. And I believe that God has a word in season for us. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to thank our General Vasia for the opportunity to share with all of us today. And I know that we will leave this place blessed. Amen. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We pray that even as we have come before your throne, we pray that let light come to us. Let understanding come to us. Let us leave this place loving you more and seeking after you more. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you shall speak through me even unto your people. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I want to share a short word with us that I believe that will grant us the keys to be able to stand strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that, you know, we should put on the whole armor of God. And then it says that having done all to stand. Hallelujah. Now, when we look at the Bible in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God created man from the dust of the earth and God breathed into man and man became a living soul and so if you study your Bible carefully you come to understand that man was created from earth or man was created from dust and the first man that was created that was Adam uh, was named Adam because the word Adam means earth or dust and so God creates man out of earth and practically names the man he created out of earth. He calls him earth. Hallelujah. Now, when you read your Bible again in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse 7, the Bible tells us that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. And so, when the Bible says that there is this treasure in earthen vessels, the earthen vessel is man, because man was created out of earth. Hallelujah. Now, an earthing vessel is a vessel that is weak. An earthing vessel is a vessel that is frail. An earthing vessel, if it drops to the ground, it will break. And it is so to show you the frailty of anything that is referred to as an earthing vessel. So, when the Bible calls man an earthing vessel, it's apart from the fact that we are made of earth, it's also to portray our frailty. It's also to show our weakness. It's also to show the fact that the man that God has created can easily be discouraged, can easily be frustrated. That that man is frail, that man is fragile, that man can easily give up, that man can easily enter into depression, that man can easily fall to sin, that man can easily give up on God. This is the, this is the vessel that God created. He created an earthen vessel, a vessel that is weak. A vessel that is frail. A vessel that is fragile. Now, God understands the nature of the vessel he created. And so, he now created a system within his kingdom, which allows for this weak man, this weak vessel, this fragile vessel, this vessel of earth, to be able to revive and to replenish his strength when his strength is gone. Because that vessel is weak. That vessel is frail. So God says that this is the vessel I've created. It's an earthing vessel. Therefore, I must create a system 
within my kingdom, which will allow this vessel, whenever he's weak, wherever he feels like giving up, he must be able to tap into a system that rejuvenates his strength. Hallelujah. Uh, and so this morning, we will look at God's system of strength for man. God's system of strength for man. How does man derive strength in this kingdom that we find ourselves in? God's system of strength for man. We will look at five systems of strength that God has made provision for in this kingdom. That whenever a believer taps into any of those systems, strength is ministered to that man. Hallelujah. Now, the first system of strength is the system of prayer. The system of prayer. The system of prayer. Prayer is one of the systems by which God has designed that any man would derive strength in this kingdom. The system of prayer. When we read the book of Luke chapter 22, from verse 39 to 43, we realize that in the book of Luke 22, Jesus was about to go to the cross. And at that point, Jesus was weak. At that point, Jesus was weary. In fact, he told his disciples that my, my soul is sorrowful even to the point of death. Jesus, remember, he was the son of God, but he was also the son of man. So the man Jesus was weak. The earthen vessel Jesus felt that, look, I am in so much sorrow, I'm in so much depression because of everything that I have gone through up until this point. But look at what Jesus does in his moment of weakness. He says, coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives, and he was as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you will not enter into temptation. And he, and he was withdrawn from them about the stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. The angel appeared because Jesus engaged one of the systems of strength in the kingdom, which was the system of prayer. So the Bible says that when Jesus began to pray, an angel came and an angel ministered strength unto him, ministered strength in his weakness. So when the Bible says that my strength is made perfect in your weakness, this is one of the avenues by which God's strength is made perfect in the weakness of man. It's the avenue of prayer. It's the system of prayer. I came to tell you, Every time you rise up to pray, an angel comes to minister strength to you. Maybe like Jesus, you may not see the angel. But I tell you, every time you go on your knees and you start to cry out unto the Lord, you have tapped into one of the systems of strength. An angel is sent and an angel starts to minister strength upon you. An angel starts to breathe strength upon you. You see, that is why sometimes after prayer, you rise up from the place of prayer. The problem is still there, but your attitude is different. The problem is still there, but your spirit is lifted up. The problem is still there, but you are still moving on. Why? Because you tapped into a system of strength and it is the system of prayer. Praise the Lord. You see, when you understand all of this, then you understand James 5 and the verse 13. Look at what the Bible says there. James chapter 5 and the verse 13. It says, is any suffering, is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Let's look at original King James. I like the way the original King James puts it. It says, is any of you afflicted? Let him 
pray. Is any of you afflicted? This is the antidote to anybody who is afflicted. He didn't say let him cry. He didn't say let him complain. He didn't say let him mama. He didn't say let him give her. He said let him pray. Because prayer is one of the systems of strength for the afflicted. Are you weak? Pray. Are you discouraged? Pray. Do you feel like giving up? Pray. Do you feel like the marriage is dying? Pray. Do you feel that the children are going wayward? Pray. Do you feel like the ministry is not working? Pray. Do you feel like the boss is on your neck? Pray. Do you feel like your children are going wayward? Pray. Do you feel like the business is failing? Pray. Do you feel like your husband is going the other way? Pray. Is any afflicted amongst you? This is his system of strength. He should pray. Hallelujah. I believe that God wants to tell somebody this morning that you have cried enough. The crying will not solve the problem. The crying will not bring a turn around. The crying will not bring the energy that you need. The complaining will not change anything. The memory will not change anything. God is saying, go on your knees and start to pray. Start to tap into the system of strength. I have designed systems of strength. Crying is not one of them. Complaining is not one of them. Prayer is one of them. Is any afflicted among you? Let him pray. Praise the Lord. Now, the second system of strength in this kingdom is the system of God's sent vessels. The system of God's sent vessels. Sometimes we derive strength in this kingdom through the men and the women that God will bring your way. Sometimes we derive strength in this kingdom through the men and the women that God will bring your way. You see, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 23, you realize that David had fought Goliath, had conquered Goliath, and the women sang, and from that song, Saul became jealous. And then Saul starts to pursue after David. Saul tried many times to take David's life and to kill David. And David had run away many times, escaped from the sword many times. And in 1 Samuel 23, Saul tried again to kill David. And David was very tired and very weary. Now, in the verse 16 of 1 Samuel 23, look at what happened. The Bible says that then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. Jonathan arose and he went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. So Jonathan ministered strength to David. David, they had almost killed David. David ran away and David was in sorrow. David was perplexed. But it took a man called Jonathan to go to David. And the Bible says that by the time Jonathan had finished communing with David, David's hands were strengthened in God. Hallelujah. Somebody will say, so how did Jonathan strengthen David? Jonathan began to remind David about the promises of God over his life. Jonathan said to David, do you remember when prophet Samuel came to your house and when prophet Samuel said, I will not sit down until David is brought before me. Do you remember when he took his horn of oil and he poured it upon your head and he said, surely you shall be the next king of Israel. Forget about whatever my father is doing. Don't be downhearted. Don't be depressed. Remember 
what was done for you some years back. Remember what was done for you. Remember the oil that came upon your head. Remember the prophecy that came upon your head. Rise out in the strength of that prophecy. Remember how this same God appeared to you when the lion and the bear came and they wanted to take the sheep. Remember how God gave you strength and you went after the lion and you went after the bear. Remember the same God who was with you is the same God who stood before you when you encountered Goliath. When all the armies of Israel were running away, this same God arose upon your behalf. He gave you the wisdom and he said, take your sling and take five stones in it and put the stone in it and throw it and Goliath will come running down. And he said, remember that same God. That same God is still with you. He that watches over Israel will not sleep nor slumber. He has given you a word. He that called you is faithful and he also will do it. By the time Jonathan was through with David, David was strengthened in God. Sometimes God will send men to minister strength to you. Because sometimes the words to even pray is not there. Sometimes you are so broken, the energy to even go on your knees is not there. And God is saying that I must create another system. That even when they can't pray, there is another system which still ministers strength to them. And one of those systems is God sends men. God sends his men to minister strength to you. You see, that is why you have to come to church. Because sometimes, when the pastor stands and starts to speak, what he's doing is that God, whilst he was preparing, God, because he knows the beginning from the end, he knows that Ajua Mansa will be in church today. And he knows that this is the problem of Ajua Mansa. So he will say that I'm giving you a word today. And it's because one Ajua Mansa will be in the church who is weak and who is weary. And he needs this word. She needs this word to keep on moving on. She's just about to give up on me. Probably this is her last service. And she's saying that today, if God does not meet me at the point of my needs, I am not coming back to this church. So God gives you a word and it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the sister who is saying that today is my last day on earth. From today, after today, I'm just going to drink that medicine and I'm out of this world. And the word that comes just ministers strength. It ministers hope. It ministers possibilities to that person. That is why the Bible says that neglect not the assemblies of yourself one to another because in that assembly, a word from the pulpit comes for you which strengthens your hand. Hallelujah. And you see, this is one of the anointings that Job carried. I always say that when we read about Job, a lot of us, we always, all we know about Job is that, okay, he had a lot of money, then he lost all his money, then God came through for him at the end. That's all we know about Job. But when you study Job carefully, you will come to see, Job carried an anointing. And his anointing was an anointing to minister strength to the weak. I'll show you. Job chapter 4. Let's read from verse 3 to verse 4. Let's look at it in NIV so that it's, it's easy to understand. So, Job had gone into his predicaments and his friends were now talking about him. And this was one of the testimonies they gave about him. He says, think how you have instructed many. How you have strengthened feeble knees. 
Let's go on. Your words have supported those who stumbled. You have strengthened fortunes. This was the anointing that was upon the life of Job. And his friends were telling Job, remember how your words have supported those who are about to fall, those who are about to backslide. When you spoke to them, they gained strength and energy to still remain in the kingdom. Remember how there were hands that were weak. There were hands that were tied in the ministry. There were hands that were tied in the business. There were hands that were tied in the, in the marriage. There were knees that were tired of going down and calling out unto the Lord. Remember how you had an anointing to minister strength to all of these ones. I pray that God will resurrect a job in this place who will carry this anointing. The anointing to minister strength to hands that are weak. The anointing to minister strength to fall three knees. To an, the anointing to speak and people who feel like giving up will gain strength again. It's an anointing that was upon the head of Job. Job was not the only one who carried that anointing. Barnabas was another man who carried that anointing. Barnabas, the meaning of Barnabas is that he's the son of encouragement. That is the meaning of the word Barnabas. The son of encouragement. And when you look at the life of Barnabas, Barnabas encouraged a lot of weak people. Remember that one time Barnabas was with Saul, where was with Paul, and on their first missionary journey, John Mark abandoned them along the way. And they were going on the second one. And they wanted to take John Mark with them. And Paul said, look, this guy deserted us. For whatever reason, he deserted us. I don't think I want to go with him again. Because Paul did not have the anointing that Barnabas carried. Barnabas had the anointing to encourage people. Yes, you left us along the line in the ministry. Yes, you deserted us when we were preaching and teaching. Yes, you deserted us when we went through perils. Yes, you were not there with us. But don't give up on God. God can still use you. You are still a candidate to be used of God to preach. You are still a candidate to go on evangelism. So Barnabas now takes Paul and he now takes John Mark and he begins to encourage John Mark and he begins to strengthen John Mark because that is the anointing he carries. He's called Barnabas. He's called the son of encouragement. He doesn't easily give up on people. Yes, they might have come to the ministry and they have looked back, but there is a Barnabas who will rise up and who will say, get up, get up. You can still do it. Get up. The calling of God is still upon your life. Get up. The anointing of God is still upon your life. Get up. God has not forsaken you. Get up. God is not angry with you. Get up. God is still saying, come unto me, all you who are weary and are heavily laden. I will give you strength. Get up because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Get up because the ones upon it time. There was a certain Peter who denied God, who denied Jesus. But when Jesus resurrected, he said, tell Peter to still come back. Barnabas carried that anointing to minister to John Mark in that way. And after he had ministered to John Mark, and John Mark had gained strength, Paul, later along the line, said, and send unto me John Mark because he's profitable unto me in my ministry. You need a Barnabas in your life. You need a Barnabas who will encourage you. And you see, the interesting thing is that Barnabas is actually not called Barnabas. If you read Acts chapter 4, Barnabas, his birth name is Joseph. But then the disciples acknowledged the calling upon his life and they gave him a nickname Barnabas because he was the son of encouragement. He carried the anointing to encourage. And I realized that, look, this thing is a gift God gives to you. It's a grace God gives to you. When you read Romans chapter 12, uh, let's read 7 to 8. Romans chapter 12, 7-8. The Bible says something very interesting. It says, if it is serving. So he was talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And it says that if your gift is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. Verse 8. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. 
It's an anointing that God gives. The anointing to encourage. The anointing to strengthen. The anointing to minister to the weak. I pray that God will give somebody in this place an anointing to encourage. An anointing to minister to the weak. An anointing to minister to those who feel like giving up. I also pray that if you are here and you feel like giving up, let God send the Barnabas your way. Let God send the Jonathan your way. Let God send you somebody who will speak and minister strength into your life. Hallelujah. The fourth system of strength, the third system of strength, is the system of the confession of Scripture. The system of the confession of Scripture. Let's look at something in Joel chapter 3 and the verse 10. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. He says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. The Bible is trying to tell you that if you are weak, take the scripture. Begin to confess over yourself. Begin to confess that I am strong. Begin to confess that I am rich and I am not poor. Begin to confess over yourself that I am the head and not the tail. Begin to confess over yourself that my children will make it. Begin to confess over yourself that my business will prosper. Begin to confess over yourself that my marriage will work. Maybe you look in your family and you realize that your mother divorced and your sister divorced and your auntie divorced and your other sister, it looks like the way the marriage is going, they are heading towards divorce. You wake up and you confess over yourself. And he said that my marriage shall be different. My marriage shall survive. My marriage shall be beautiful. One of the systems of strength is that you wake up and you begin to confess scripture over your life. You wake up and you feel pain in your body and you begin to confess over your body. Ah, that the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. The Bible says that healing is the meat of the children. The Bible says that he was wounded. He was wounded for iniquities. You begin to take it. The Bible says that when we drink of the cup of his blood, and we eat of his body, uh, infirmities will begin to disappear. You begin to confess all of these things over your life. You begin to confess that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Uh, you begin to confess over yourself uh, ah, that God says uh, that I will be prosperous. Uh, that God says uh, that this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, uh, but you shall meditate upon it day and night. Uh, and as you do what is written in it, uh, then your way shall be prosperous. Uh, you will confess over yourself uh, that as I study and as I do uh, my way is becoming prosperous uh. you confess over yourself uh, that I am walking in the favor of God uh. you confess over yourself uh, that I am walking in the blessing of the Lord uh. you confess over yourself uh, that doors shall be open for my children you confess over yourself uh, that my ministry will expand uh. you confess over yourself uh, that my business will expand uh. you confess over yourself uh, as I am taking this contract and as I am going to make this presentation uh, God will watch over it with favor. God will cause that just as Esther appeared before the king uh, without authorization uh, and the king lifted up his scepter of favor upon Esther. As I walk into that board meeting, as I walk into that negotiation, the scepter of favor shall be lifted over me. You will confess over yourself. The Bible says, and you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. What are you decreeing? The system of the confession of scripture. The Bible says, 2 Timothy 1.7 It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, 
of love and of a sound mind. So you wake up and you are battling with fear. You wake up and you take the scripture and you say, God, this is the word of God. He has not given me the spirit of fear. He has given me a spirit of power. He has given me a spirit of sound mind. You begin to confess over yourself. Every fear in my life is living right now. And the power of God is coming over me. And the boldness of God is coming over me. Somebody, when you go home, you point to your son and you begin to confess over your son that from today, I turn your life around from that path we are on onto the path of Christ. From today, I lay my hands upon you. Whatever they teach you and you don't understand, every time your report comes, you are first from the bottom. I decree over your life that now you shall be first from the top. You begin to speak over your husband and you say, I speak over you. You've been chasing women left, right and center, but I pray over you right now that the power of God comes upon you and a certain restraining order is placed on you in the spirit. You shall see them and you shall turn the other way. The confession of scripture. System number four is the system of the songs of deliverance. The system of the songs of deliverance. You see, there are songs called songs of deliverance. There are songs called songs of deliverance. And when those songs are sung, an atmosphere is created where the power of God now begins to speak upon your behalf, where the power of God now begins to move on your behalf, where the strength of God now begins to enter you, where the healing power now begins to flow through you. You see, that is why I love Benny Hinn. Sometimes before he ministers, you will see they will start to sink, and they will start to sink, and they will start to sink, and they will start to sink. And even before he prays for people, People will start getting out of wheelchairs because he understands that there are songs that are called songs of deliverance. When those songs are lifted up, an atmosphere is created when the power of God begins to move. 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 That is why the other day, when the people came to Elisha and he said that we need a word from the Lord, prophesy unto us. And Elisha said, I don't feel the anointing right now. I don't feel any strength to minister. Then he said, call me a minstrel. Because I understand that there are songs of deliverance. When they play such songs, an atmosphere is created where the power of God begins to move. So a minstrel came and the minstrel started to play. And the minstrel started to play. And the minstrel started to play. And when the minstrel started to play, the Bible says, and the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. And Elisha began to see in the realms of the spirit. And Elisha began to decree and to declare, how did that strength come? That strength came because a song of deliverance was played. That is why the other day, when demons were tormenting Saul, they said, bring unto me a minstrel who is skilled. And when that minstrel starts to play, the demons begin to leave Saul. I came to tell you, if you are demon oppressed, there's a song when it is played, the demons start to leave. If a demon is tormenting your son, early in the morning, you bring a song of deliverance. And that song of deliverance begins to war with the spirits in the spirit realm. And he says uh, that this song is a song that God has breathed upon. And it begins to work wonders. It begins to minister the power of God. It begins to minister the glory of God. I came to tell you, uh, maybe you are a song minister. Whenever you start to sing, be careful the song you raise. Because there are songs which are songs of deliverance. Maybe you 
you have prepared your list of songs and when you come to stand there, God puts a song in your spirit and you are saying to yourself, but I didn't rehearse this with the choir. I didn't tell them that we will sing this song. Brother, sister, I came to tell you, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the man. It has everything to do with the woman. It has everything to do with the child. It has everything to do with the husband and wife that is sitting in the congregation and God is saying, sing this song because when you sing this song, that man, that woman will tap into that song because it is speaking to their situation. It is speaking to their problem and they will hold on to that song and that song will bring a deliverance to them. Songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. Look, maybe you can't pray. Maybe even opening your Bible is difficult. Put on a song of deliverance. Put on a song of deliverance. As that song of deliverance plays, sometimes you may cry. Sometimes you may weep. But little do you know that through that song, you are crying your pain away. You are crying your problem away. You are crying your pain away. You are crying your depression away. You are crying the, the demonic torment. You are crying it away. Because it's a song of deliverance. I pray, may a song of deliverance bring you the healing that you need. Bring you the freedom that you need. Bring you the hope that you need. Bring you the answer that you need. Hallelujah. And then our last system of strength is the system of the prophetic word. The system of the prophetic word. The Bible tells us, despise not prophesying. Despise not prophecies. The Bible says that he that prophesies, prophesies to edification, to exhortation, and to comfort. So when you see somebody standing... And the person is prophesying. I'm talking about the real ones. I'm not talking about the charlatans. We have a lot of them now. But I'm talking about the true ones. When they speak, strength comes. Edification comes. Comfort comes. Deliverance comes. Hope comes. When they speak, God listens to them in the realms of the spirit. And a door which is closed all of a sudden is opened unto you. Why? Because that is the power of prophecy. He that prophesies, he prophesies so that number one, the people shall be edified. He prophesies so that number two, the people shall be comfort. He prophesies so that the people shall be strengthened. That is why the other day, when Ezekiel came to the valley of the dry bones, God asked him, these bones live. And he said, only you know it. And God said, begin to prophesy upon the dry bones. Begin to prophesy upon the dry bones. Because prophecy has the power to make that which is dead come alive. Prophecy has the power to make that which is strong, which is weak, become strong. So as Ezekiel began to prophesy, as inspired of the Lord, the head bone arose, and the neck bone came together, and the shoulder bone came together, and the, the, the limbs came together, and the ribs came together. Because as a man prophesied, things were being created in the realms of the spirit. Things were being created in the realms of the spirit. Strength was coming. The other day, the woman went to Elisha and he said, man of God, uh, your son is dead. Uh, the, the, one of the sons of the prophets is dead uh, and the creditors have come to me and they are come to take myself and the children. And the man of God says, uh, I decree unto you as a prophet of God, go that oil that is in your house, take it. Begin to pour. Begin to pour. Begin to pour. The oil will never run dry. Get jars. Begin to pour. The oil will never run dry. And 
until you have gotten many and you sell and deliverance comes to you. How did that deliverance come to that woman? It came by a prophetic word. I pray that this afternoon, let a prophetic word come to you. Let a prophetic word come to you that will bring you hope. Let a prophetic word come to you that will open doors to other businesses. Let a prophetic word come to you that will give you strength in your ministry. Let a prophetic word come to you that will give you strength in that marriage. Let a prophetic word you that will take away that pain and that sorrow I pray that you will leave this place being strengthened of God I pray that you will leave this place and as you engage any of these systems of strength you will see God come through for you we just want to thank God our time is up we just want to thank God and you say father in the name of Jesus help us Help us even as we engage any of these systems of strength. Lord, help us. Strengthen us when we pray. Send, O God, vessels to us who minister strength to us. Even as we confess your word, minister strength. Even as we sing your songs of deliverance, minister strength. Even as prophecies come forth concerning us, let strength come upon us. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace and many blessings.